everyone and welcome to the Class of 2020 podcast series two, a day in the life of. I'm Harriet, your host for the series, and I'm really excited to tell you about our new lineup of conversations exclusively with Salesforce. We know that times are tough and lockdowns have become relentless. Coronavirus has affected all sectors of the jobs market and left many of us applying for job after job and getting nowhere. There's no easy fix, but Class of 2020 is here to support you through it. We've partnered up with leading organisations to give you free access to our e-learning community platform where you can boost your confidence, learn new skills and become more employable. But that's not all. In this series of the Class of 2020 podcast, we've partnered up with Salesforce to give you exclusive insight into the day-to-day life of some amazing Salesforce professionals and ask them the questions that you want to know the answers to. What kind of people does Salesforce hire? What kind of jobs are available? And what's it really like to work for the world's leading CRM organization? You don't want to miss out on this exclusive lineup to hear more about a day in the life of Salesforce. All for you, all for free at the Class of 2020 podcast. Hi everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode and the final episode in our series of A Day in the Life of with Salesforce. I am joined by Tom, Eleanor and Faith today from Make Positive. Lovely to have you guys with us. Why don't we just go around and I'll let you all introduce yourselves. So Tom, you're at the top of my screen, you can go first. Um, Yeah, my name is Tom, Um, I'm 24, graduated from the University of Winchester with a master's in international business i recently um, obviously came uh, make positive an employee there in their graduate scheme prior to my master's i studied sports and exercise science as a, an undergrad um but yeah i've been loving it since lovely um eleanor you're next on my screen hi i'm eleanor i'm 23 and i went to the university of liverpool where i studied um economics and business um before that I took a gap year so I went traveling for half half the time and worked for half the time and then also during my degree I did a placement year at British Airways and then I've only graduated this summer of 2020 so yeah this is my first job official job coming out of uh, uni so yeah same as Tom loving it so far nice and Faith last but not least Hi, um, my name's Faith. I am 23. Um, Similar to everyone else, I went to university, studied at University of Nottingham, and I got a degree in chemistry. After that, did a sales job and then moved over to Make Positive as an implementation consultant. And then, yeah, like everyone else, been loving it ever since. Amazing. So that um, Tom and I and Faith are all recent graduates, as they've just said, which is why I'm super excited to have them on today and kind of get you guys' perspective of what it's like to start full-time work as a recent graduate, especially in this kind of this part of life in 2020 in the pandemic. Um, so thanks so much for joining us. So my first question for you is, what does a typical day look like? So you are all implementation consultants. What does that mean? To be 
quite honest, it's quite different depending on what type of projects and what you're doing. Um, so for example, for me, I'm an implementation consultant. I'm currently being benched. So usually when you're benched, you usually do training on things like trying to generate a certificate or a cert, or you help your organization maybe if it's like the workforce. So for example, I've got to help our company embed two solutions, Tableau and Salesforce and integrate that together. And then on the other hand, I'm we're currently helping our business consultant CPEG and currently looking at industries like manufacturing and consumer goods and finance and seeing how we can potentially speak to organizations and put Salesforce as a solution to help their organization better. So that is my currently current day as a benched implementation consultant. Okay, amazing. So it's not super technical sounding, is that fair to say, in terms of your role? So in the actual role, it is quite technical. So let's say you're on a particular project, that is when you will be talking to clients, discussing requirements of what they need as a Salesforce solution, because there's variety like sales, marketing and community, it can vary. And then from there, um, you'll just start building out and configuring a solution that will fit that organization. And that can take months or a couple of weeks. It all depends on the company and organization, really. Okay, lovely. Um, Eleanor, is it similar for you? Um, yeah, I mean, we all had the same training. So I think at the start, basically, we have three months or around about that of vigorous uh, training where they teach you all about Salesforce and how to use it, which, you know, I, I can only speak for me, but I know Tom and, and Faith didn't come from a technical background either. Um, so that was good. So you didn't have to worry about not knowing anything technical because I could hardly even use Excel before I arrived. So I think, yeah, that's obviously great. So we had that for three months and then kind of the same thing. I'm also benched at the moment, but just helping out. Uh, you either help out with different projects if they need you for certain things on a couple of days. And then, yeah, at the moment, I'm just trying to study for my next certification, which is going to be sales cloud. So that's me at the moment. Amazing. Uh, Tom, what does a typical day look like for you? Okay, so um, I'm on a project at the moment, shadowing my manager. So um, typically we start the day with a stand-up, which essentially is a meeting um, with the client to discuss uh, what you've done for the day, um, what you're looking to get done today, anything that you might be having trouble with, just to generally get some feedback and updates on how things are going. That's generally how you start your morning. This project that I'm working on is slightly different in terms of what we'd normally do. So we're picking up someone else's work. So it's actually already built, but, but we're essentially fixing what they built. So we deal with bugs and tickets um, on a daily basis. So if they get raised, for example, then I um, will work alongside my manager to, to fix those. So they're going through UAT, which is basically, in essence, testing what we've built for them. So if anything comes up in difficulties, I'm here to, to help them, essentially. Amazing. OK, so you mentioned that you all don't really come from technical backgrounds and we've got a range of degrees from sport and exercise science. Um, yeah, things that aren't typically related to IT. So 
Why did you guys end up at Make Positive? What was it about this role that particularly kind of caught your eye if you're not technical people ordinarily? Well, for me, it was uh, I decided that I wanted to be a consultant. And obviously, so I was just scouring LinkedIn and um, saw this job, which was an implementation consultant. Um, And then as I looked further into the role, you can tell like that the culture's incredible. Like everyone's so nice. Everyone's really helpful. It's a very like work hard, play hard kind of culture, which is something that I really wanted, especially because I knew coming from like working in a huge corporation for a year that I personally didn't want to work for a big company. I would rather work for a smaller, more boutique firm. Um, and then you know, from the job description and stuff, it seemed like the training was really good, which it is. So like, you don't actually have to be technical because they teach you everything on the in the role. So um, yeah, that was for me, how I found the role and um, yeah, got into the industry. Did you find the training hard I mean like I'm not a technical person and I've been trying to do I've been trying to learn how to use Excel and it is hard like because my brain's just not wired that way so did you find the training difficult or was it quite easy to kind of pick up I mean because it's three months I think we all agreed that it's very intense like it is um and I I suppose like because I'm not technical and I haven't done anything technical I did find it quite challenging at the start and even now like there's so much to learn and you're always going to be learning something different because Salesforce is such a big software and there's so many different clouds and there's always something to learn so yeah it was quite confusing at the beginning but the way that they train you at make positive like it was very step by step and they didn't miss anything out and the culture, like I said, is very much like if you need help, you just ask. So you don't feel like you can't do something because someone will be there to help you if you don't understand. So. Yeah, amazing. What about you, uh, Faith? Um, why did you end up at Make Positive? What kind of attracted you to the role or to the company? Um, yeah, similar to Eleanor, I was looking for a role that incorporated consultancy and technology especially given my previous work experience at a sales tech firm I loved it Um, and I always wanted to do consultancy just because of the range in projects and the dynamic and you'll never get bored of something new to do every day or every month at least the reason for make positive I think yeah again similar I don't want to sound like a parrot but it was just to do with the culture um especially when I look at organizations the first thing that I stalk is their website and their culture and then I look in Glassdoor and everything else just to see exactly what the employees think and from that you can see pictures of like a family orientated work style mentality is that Yes, they do work hard, but they also do enjoy themselves, um, enjoy working there. Um, And they put their time and energy to continue to grow the company. And then I do like a small company. I just feel like it's it's more easier to engage with communication. If you're struggling, there's so many people to reach out to. And then that mentality that you can just walk across 
the hall, well, unfortunately for us, it's Zoom, um, that you can speak to the CEO or all the heads of departments and things like that. So I think that all incorporated incorporated into why I wanted to join Make Positive and apply. Amazing. Tom, anything to add? Um, no, re really similar, actually, um, in terms of the consultancy background. Like I want, obviously, my background is in sports, so that's all about potentially making things better. So I brought that over to the business side in terms of helping clients, in terms of that aspect. So similar, really, I had um, a friend who was working here and still is. I asked him as well, and he gave me a good insight into um, the culture and values that um, obviously are important to me, hence why I chose the, the company and the job. So no, it's just a really friendly atmosphere and it's quite refreshing compared to my previous job after I graduated. Um, although completely different, it is, it is really refreshing to have um, a company like this because there's, there's obviously not many around as well. So mm -hmm. it's overall a really good experience. Yeah, good. I, I like hearing that you kind of use that skill from your degree in this role um, because it's not a degree that you'd stereotypically think someone would go into IT with. But I think it's the case for most degrees where you have transferable skills that you can use in any role. So I think it's really nice to hear that you guys come from such varied backgrounds, but you all kind of find a way to transfer those skills into what you do now. So am I correct in thinking that you all started your current roles uh, at the end of last year? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So how did you find that kind of application process or finding jobs? Um, Eleanor, I know you graduated last year in the middle of a pandemic. What were, yeah, what was your experience of that? Oh, a lot of rejections. <laughs> um, I think it was just more of a sporadic environment, especially because of the situation we're in. A lot of people have lost their jobs, so they're applying for new jobs, whilst a lot of people have graduated on top. So it's literally like the volume of applicants triple, and it's so intense that you, you just need to apply to literally 50 different companies a day just to see if you can get an interview out of it because the chance is very slim unfortunately but I think it's just the same mentality of applying you apply through all the job board searches um, and then just see hopefully if a company responds yeah I think um, they gave us some stats that like for this role we shut and um, because they opened it in July, I think they shut it within 24 hours, like, and there was over 300 applicants in that time period. So like the job has literally hardly been up for any time. And that just shows like the intensity of the competition upon graduating. Um, but yeah, it's, it was a bit of a weird time for everyone. And it was filled with uncertainty. But like um, Faith said, I just think the main thing is you've just got to apply to lots. And I think when you're applying to a lot of jobs, the one key thing which seems really obvious, but what people do not do as much as they should is like actually keeping track of where you've applied, like what date you've applied, what, you know, your cover letter your cv and like link it to like an excel spreadsheet or something because a lot of the time you're applying to so many different roles and people and then if you have an interview and they're like oh why 
why do you like this company or whatever like just do so much research make sure you remember what you said in in your cover letters and stuff so that you give yourself a better chance to get the role yeah completely I think that's a really good idea when we're all applying for so many roles to just keep track of that and I think your point of researching the company really knowing their values and kind of making sure that they're a right fit for you as well and then being able to convey that is really really important but yeah I mean I'm a 2020 graduate as well um so I completely empathize with how hard it is um Tom what were your experiences of applying for this job so I lost my previous job in June so sort of similar similar times with the guys searching um it is it is tough there's no doubt about that um i i was applying for for loads and as elena said it's, it's sometimes it's quite hard keeping track of them so um i think that's whole sort of excel spreadsheet or just or just monitoring them and, and chasing them up as well is a really important factor because some of the processes are sort of exceedingly long in terms in terms of that and i think make positives way of doing it was, was um, brief but in depth as well so it wasn't extended over a large period of time because I remember being sort of like fourth interview in and it's taken like a month and a half two months and, and then you don't get there and you feel like you've wasted not wasted your time but you, you feel like you've taken a step backwards in terms of your sort of um, manner uh, and your confidence in that in that respect so it can be quite demoralizing um, but it's all about just staying positive. I found sometimes that not searching for jobs every day was helpful as well. And just sort of respecting the rest of your week to relax and and potentially train as well and do some training and, and find new hobbies and things like that. Because I think sometimes searching for jobs every day um, for five days a week can be quite demoralizing if you aren't getting any people come back to you. So. I think it is all about staying positive, but also um, making good use of your time as well. Yeah, really good advice. I know that kind of last year after I graduated, I felt a bit conflicted because I felt like I should be applying for jobs like all the time. And like Eleanor, I know you said that this role was only advertised for 24 hours. And I, I feel like you feel that pressure when you're applying for stuff like, oh, my gosh, if I miss something, I've missed it. But at the same time it is so important to kind of take that time off and build your cv like if you go and find a course to do or find you know find a new hobby those are things that will help you to get those jobs as well and so they're equally important so yeah really good advice there guys um so how imposter syndrome <laughs> um as kind of new employees at make positive have you guys experienced imposter syndrome at all what's your yeah so just quickly my understanding is just like that's to do with confidence um within sort of the workplace environment yeah so let me rephrase that question so imposter syndrome is quite a big thing for people starting new roles so imposter syndrome being yeah feeling a lack of confidence like you're not good enough kind of questioning why you're in the role and feeling like someone else could do a better job um, or comparing yourself to other people who already work for the company. Um, have any of you guys experienced imposter syndrome? And if so, what was that like and how did you manage it? So I think, you know, at the start, like even applying to this role, like that was fine. But like when I got to the assessment day, I thought, oh gosh, like there's, 
so many technical people here. They know what they're talking about. What am I even doing here? I know nothing. So I thought, God, I'm never going to get this job. But <laughs> you've just got to think about like your own skills. Like I did so much research into the company and Salesforce as well that like you've got to just like back yourself and be like, actually, like, why shouldn't I get the job? That's how I like to think of it. I was just like, do you know what? Like, why, why not you? You've got to think like, you shouldn't just be like, oh no, there's someone, there's always going to be someone better than you. And there's like, so of course, fine. You can still, you can still do it if you just believe in yourself and like have trust in like the research and the work that you've put in. But I think like actually when I got to the role, um, they train you so well. And then like everyone's there to help. Like you kind of know your place and like if you need help, they'll give it to you. But I think maybe potentially when we're on proper projects and, you know, as we're consultants, like we're going to be the ones giving companies advice and helping them through and changing their technical environment. And I think maybe that could be when imposter syndrome <laughs> hits home because you're like, oh, actually, do I know enough to be giving advice? But I think the way that Make Positive works, it's a very team orientated environment. So you're not really gonna feel that in this company because everyone's there to help if you don't know the answer. And also you've always got Google, so yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, Faith, Tom, anything to add on that one? Um, no, I think the same. I think when I seem to have got imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome was more during the assessment day, especially it's virtual and you can see everyone's faces and listen to everyone's answers. You're just thinking, oh gosh, I don't have that skill. Is that something I should have said before? And you just keep on second guessing yourself. But I think it's just, you need to, stay in the like the optimistic mentality and mind frame that first of all you're picked out of so many people through the first round of stages and you got to this stage and literally you'll just try your best and you see how it goes from there like you can't do you can't do anything wrong um in doing that and I think that's about it and then yeah like Eleanor said when you go into the company and thankfully we're on the graduate course they train you so well that you are prepared to go into into the environments and even when you're on a project and you think it's so overwhelming it's good to just even understand that not everyone knows everything like it's impossible and you're gonna find something new that you've learned every single day and there's people that know much more than you so you can just reach out to them to try and help you better um, help you have a better understanding of something you're struggling with and yeah that's it <laughs> um, I think you just got to remember that they've hired you for a reason um, and not lose that because the company doesn't just invest in you they essentially like invest in your future as well so if you show them that you've got sort of the foundations for them to build upon their skills and, and what they've what they want to teach you then I think those sort of feelings shouldn't necessarily um, be too impactful for yourself. Just got to remember that they've seen um, potential in you and their company and they think it's a good cultural fit and you have the same values as their employees. So um, I think you've just got to remember that moving forward. And um, yeah, everyone's there to help. So don't worry about it. Sure. 
You guys mentioned the assessment day just now. So tell us a little bit more about that. What were you kind of expected to do? Um, how was it? I, overall, for me personally, I'll just say like the first word is just intense. <laughs> um, it was it was nine to five. Um, and I think it was broke, broken into three sections where there was a morning like introduction activity where we saw a part of the Make Positive team and then we introduced ourselves just to gain a bit of a background information of who we are. Um, and then we split into groups where we had to essentially got assigned to a mini project and we had to work on that for an hour. And I just remember because it was just a lot to handle, I didn't have lunch, but we were given the option to have lunch, but we, our group just had so much to do. Um, and then from then on, we had a write up um, and an interview in between. And then after that, we had a little test and then that was the whole day of the assessment day. Um, yeah, that was the overall runnings. So why do you think that you landed the role? Like what skills were Make Positive looking for at the assessment day? And why do you think you got the job? Um, Tom, I'm going to pick on you. Yeah, um, I think generally what Make Positive are looking for is someone who's personal, so good at speaking to people can make uh, like an initial connection. Someone who's good at solving problems um, I think on the assessment day, our group had a, a slight technical issue with our, with our laptop. And I think they saw potential in, in sort of overcoming that um, issue because problems happen on a day-to-day -day basis. It's about sort of overcoming those. So I think sort of problem solving and, and overcoming any potential issues um, was potentially really pertinent to them. To why, to why I landed the role, not too sure about that one. But I think, as I say, it's just, it's just showing um, you're a good, a good communicator, you're good at problem solving, and generally I think you, you share similar values to them. I think that's pretty really important because if you're working alongside like-minded people, that builds a good company culture and therefore people thrive and become better people at their, both on a personal level and at a professional level. So, Yeah, um, just adding on to Tom's points really, yeah, I think how Make Positive see it is that you know hard skills like technical skills can be taught but what they're trying to do is you know what Tom was saying is if you have people skills and you're able to communicate properly like that's what they're kind of looking for especially at the, at the moment with Make Positive um, they're trying to do a new kind of way of working which is Delivery 2.0 which is essentially having the more technical people and the implementation consultants have more business consulting skills and trying to merge those two even more um so i think that's probably why they hired us <laughs> i think a final thing to add is Honesty. I think especially during the assessment day, sometimes the employees threw questions that there was like there was no answer to. And you could see the difference in people that would just make something up to think that they sound like it's the right answer. On the other hand, there were some people that honestly, I don't know the answer. I can get back to you next week in the performance mode. And that was actually the right answer. So to not be afraid to be 
open enough to say, I don't know this, but I will figure it out later on than to try and construct an answer that just sounds ridiculous mm -hmm. and it turns out to be wrong. So I think also that would be a good thing. Yeah, that's such good advice. I, yeah, assessment days are so intense, as you said, Faith, and stressful. And it's questions like those that I'm like always worried about because I'm like, oh my gosh, what to do? But yeah, I think all of your advice there of just kind of staying true to yourself and it's all the soft skills that they're looking for as well. Like all of the skills that you've all just mentioned are things that, um, you know, you don't have to train in. They're things that you, that you have anyway. Um, so that's really nice to hear. My final question for you guys is that, did you have any expectations of this role before you started? Um, and if so, were they challenged or did they come to pass when you started working for Make Positive? <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing because I didn't realize we had to do exams, but <laughs> <laughs> we did. <laughs> I think, yeah, like, I didn't realize obviously I'd done a lot of research and that's one other thing just make sure you do so much research before you go into any assessment center but I'm sure everyone knows that but yeah I didn't realize we had to do exams so I think that was a bit of a shock but I mean it's fine it's especially coming from university last year I'm used to it but yeah it's just it's it's good because like I I just didn't realize how much learning there would be and what kind of the role entailed as such day to day but yeah like we've said throughout this um podcast there's so much training and there's so much support that it's not a challenge that is i don't know the right word it's not like a, a bad challenge it's, it's doable challenge. it's a doable challenge yeah so i think that was the biggest shock knowing that I had to do exams <laughs> but I think that's such an important thing to hear though because I mean I don't know about you but I was always kind of of the mindset maybe this is naive of me but I would graduate and I'd be like cool that's my education done and that's not what life is like and, and you're always learning new things whatever job you're in whether you have to do exams or not so yeah that's really interesting to hear Faith or Tom did you have any other expectations? no I think the same with Eleanor was the exams that came <laughs> came as a shock um yeah the exams that came as a shock and then just to understand that we've got to continuously learn in order to improve and maybe even grow our career further but I guess again it might have just been naivety where I just thought I got the job I'm gonna excel straight away within the time period but obviously you have to put in the work and you've got to gain some sort of certification that you've shown improvement yeah from from me um so expectation wise i just think you don't want to have like too many surprises um in terms of what you are doing i think that the interview process is a, a really good opportunity for them to ask you questions but also for you to ask them questions about the role because I think there's a lot of instances where you can can read a job description um, on LinkedIn for example or on another job site um, and it seems something that that really interests you but you, you potentially have like, an initial interview and it, it's not something that you potentially want to do and I think that process you have to be true to yourself within that process yes some people might 
not know what they want to do and you do have to sort of take a jump into into the deep end but I think that that process is a really good opportunity for you to learn about the role and potentially what the day-to-day um, activities will be so sort of expectation wise I think throughout the process they sort of portrayed a, a really good demeanor and somewhere that was going to be a nice place to work so there wasn't any hesitations from from my side and um, yeah, it was just a, a smooth sort of transition, I think, and everyone was was very welcoming. So it was nice to hear. What a lovely positive note to end on. <laughs> Thank you so much all for joining us. Really, really interesting to hear your perspectives as recent graduates who have just started working for Make Positive. So yeah, thank you for joining us and for giving us all of your insights. Thank you all of our listeners for joining us today and throughout the whole series. Thank you to all of our guests as well from every single episode. You've all been brilliant and it's been such a good opportunity to hear more about working with Salesforce and what it's like. So yeah, thank you all and we'll see you for season three, which is coming soon.